0: Anyone can have a hot take on sports. You're going to continue to be a bunch of soft, underperforming, tattooed millionaires? But that's not what these guys are about. Joel and Jeremy are real, actual human beings. Guys that have lives, families, and feelings and stuff. So it's WTF Wednesday. WTF, why the Faze? Where these guys let you in on their non-sports interests, goals, and dare I say it, dreams. But more than likely, they're going with all of the WTF moments of the past week. It's WTF Wednesday. Why the Faze? With the Killer Bees.
1: All right, why are we making faces today? He's blank. I'm Branham, Josh Chevy, in for Joe George today, running today's show. Josh, why are you making a face today? Let's see, Let's put him on the spot.
2: Let's Ooh. throw him right into the fire. So, this is not local news, but it happened in New York. There was a robbery uh, sometime last year where three suspects fled off into a Mazda. And recently, I believe that the Queens Police, uh, okay, NYPD, yeah. caught uh, these suspects due to the fact that one of the suspects, they had very colorful underwear. And that was the key in their investigation to catching him. Really? That, I'm not sure how to feel about like, dude, do does that mean robbers need to take on to wear black underwear? It shows that he's a bad criminal. There's a, multiple people? Well, well, just one of them wore okay. a I was very about to bright say, underwear. Like, were,
1: they, were they like a tag team and like their, their gimmick, their their robbery gear was bright green? Like you, explore,
3: well, I, I would think league. that you're not thinking it through anyway, but you're not thinking the fact that your underwear is going to be showing... When you're in the midst of a robbery, but you need to make sure that every bit of clothing that you wore when you robbed someplace is burnt or destroyed immediately.
1: Yeah, I think I'd be a good criminal. I've said this before. Yeah, I really do. I think I would be very, very hard to catch. I do. I think it'd be hard to catch. Why is that? I mean, I wouldn't give anything away. Speed I no, 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 oh. no. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't give them the evidence needed to catch me.
2: I, don't, I think every criminal thinks that though. Probably.
1: Yeah, yeah you're do, probably and think, right.
3: And they never and they always miss something, right? They always they they forget some element because when you think about it these days, like before you start thinking about doorbell cameras and it's uh-huh. one thing, but then all the security cameras and everywhere you go between someone that's randomly doing something for social media and and doorbell cameras and security cameras and all the cameras in the parking lots they're going to get you before you start doing whatever you're going to do and after you're going to do what you're going to do. And when you watch, you know, obviously with Lisa doing the news all the time, you watch all these different news stories, yep. and you catch the fact that, oh, by the way, we caught the getaway car not only leaving the scene, but then through cameras we saw them go through this intersection to get on this. You've talked about it personally, the fact that you can track these criminals. You know, when they when did they get on the beltway? What Did they pay well, a toll? It's crazy yeah, how much they can do.
1: Yeah. I think, like, to me, you you gotta have like a full body gear, you know, like uh, nothing can be seen. Your face is entirely covered. Right. Like, I don't know. I, I think, think you a gotta good change. I really
3: your really uh, Like your silhouette, you have to change. Yep. You, you have to. If you're skinny, you gotta like wear a bunch of stuff to bulk body it up. Suit. Look, yeah. Put on the James, yeah. yeah. James, James Harden fat suit. James Harden fat suit. Great call. You, you gotta look like you're right. Your face should be covered up, but in no way, shape, or form should your eyes be visible. And if you have facial hair, the first thing you do shave it all off. You gotta do all those kind of things. No. The other thing this made me think of, and I forget what football game was, it was a pro football game. And I think it was the national TV game. But one of the guys that wasn't suited up, there was a play on the sidelines where the, the the ball carrier ran into him and he slipped. And when he went down, he was wearing a red thong. Half his <laughs> pants went down. And I was the like the Philadelphia game. It was Philadelphia was at it? Dallas. Yeah, and it was Philadelphia Dallas. And then I was like, was I the only one that saw that the dudes half mooning with a thong on? And then people on social media were like, Um I need to know about this dude and what he was thinking wearing that. Especially, I'm like, who does that?
1: Yeah, Philly dudes are just different. <laughs> was it a different. Philly player? It was a player.
3: Oh, no, it was it a wasn't, player? No, wasn't I don't think it was a player. Up. I
2: think it was. I don't think it was a player.
3: I think it was a player that was like injured in, in sweats, but it was st- it was like it was
1: like what are you doing? Yeah, that's weird. All right, you said you had another one, Josh? Another reason why you're making a
2: face? That, that was my main. That was my main reason.
1: You know why I always make faces? Me? And this is this is a, no, I mean this, that's just for three hours. No I, I don't make faces uh, whenever I'm thinking about you okay. in these three hours. Um, and this is going to be, this isn't a shot at Dre, but Dre might take this as a shot. I cannot stand when big rigs drive in the left lane. Every single time there is a an 18-wheeler in the left lane, I am making faces. It doesn't have to be a Wednesday. It could be any day, any day of the week. The left lane should be prohibited from 18-wheelers being in the left lane. Can I ask why? Because speed it matters. slows
3: everybody down. Well, but speed matters. They're hindering. Say, if they're in the left lane and they're going, say, 85. Okay, that's an issue, too, then.
1: An 18-wheeler going 85?
3: Most, I hate to break it to you, but most 18 wheelers speed.
1: Right, but if you're an 18-wheeler and you're going 85 within the city of Houston, you're, you're a danger to society.
3: I think that they're... Skilled enough at their profession,
1: they're speeding. They're breaking the law. Everybody an does wheeler. it every day. Right. If, if speeding is, is,
3: I mean, we're all criminals then because we're all breaking the law. But it's
1: different whenever you're an eighteen wheeler that can do far more damage. It's different whenever you and I are driving our personal vehicles versus an eighteen wheeler that can that can destroy.
3: Well, it's one thing if you're going eighty five and you're tailing somebody in an eighteen wheeler. But if you, you know if you've got space because of the speed because left lane's supposed to be fast lane, this yeah. is the biggest thing that people seem to have this misconception about especially down here in the midwest it's all about left lane fast lane you are going well over the speed limit and you are all doing it and if you're not you're going to catch a whole lot of birds until you get the hell out of it down here it just seems like free to be you and me whatever lane you pick whatever speed you want go get them that's what annoys me the most is anybody in that
1: left lane that isn't going over the speed limit i'm more Facts, but more annoyed whenever it's an eighteen wheeler. Get out of the way! You're 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 working. Get out of the way of all of us citizens that are trying to go past you in a very fast speed. Uh, poor Marine says it's illegal in some states, but they still don't follow it. Uh, like whenever we drive to uh, Oklahoma, we go up north on forty five. It's like left lane for passing only. That's never. Obeyed Left ever. lane, fast
3: lane, I get. I didn't know that, that some states it's illegal. Oh, yeah.
1: Some states it's illegal to be, truckers in the, to be in some, the left lane. Some states it's illegal for anybody to be in the left lane unless you're passing. Really? Yeah. yeah. Huh. But it's never obeyed. Like, no one ever listens to that. Yeah, 18-wheelers annoy me. Get out of the way. Like, stay in the other lane. That's why Dre, stay you in the and Dre get lanes. into it all
3: the time because 18-wheelers I like annoy
1: you. I like Dre. Dre says all the freeways have left lane restrictions in Houston. That's great. Start obeying those, and if you're not obeying those, start giving those eighteen wheelers a ticket. It's not breaking the law. Who see?
3: Where are these restrictions? Who knows about these restrictions? Well,
1: Dre should, it's his job.
3: Well, fine, it's but I should. don't think
1: that anybody obeys them. No, they Most don't. People are
3: like on a Sunday stroll when they get in the left lane in this town.
1: That's my. Well, I think it's for big rigs. I think that the restrictions oh. are for big rigs in Houston only. Um, something else that causes me to make faces all the time. When you go to a, a place like Bucky's is very popular for this, but it's like really any jam-packed gas station, any, any place that has a tank or a gas tank that you're also like getting out and going inside, mostly Bucky's. This is kind of what I think of uh, whenever I'm thinking of this is Bucky's. I do not like it when people leave their car at the gas tank and then they go inside and shop at Bucky's for 30 minutes. A lot of these Buckys are very crowded. A lot of these Buckies, especially like right now, I'm sure tonight, today, I'm sure like around the holidays, every single gas tank is full. Every single one. And then you have these clowns that are going to the gas tanks. They're leaving their car parked in front of the gas tank and then they're going to do their business inside of Bucky's number one number two shopping for beaver nuggets whatever the case may be if you're gonna go inside for more than five minutes at any gas station especially a Bucky's move your car from the gas tank We live in a society be polite
3: yeah it's I've never understood and I've never been someone that's been able to start filling my tank up and then go into the store. And especially with the amount of crime in this city, I'm worried about, like, people seeing you go inside and then seeing, hey, well, he's not watching his car. Let me see what I can have a free-for-all and get before he comes back out. That's top of mind. But it is annoying when people go into the store and and hang out. And I'm not accustomed to a lot of gas stations where there's a line to get to the gas but I just think it's a common courtesy if you're getting your gas fill up you want to get yeah. something when you're done pull up closer to the door get what you need and get on your way What's
1: the time limit to leave your car at the gas station like at the gas station at, at the pump at the pump
3: at the pump I would say 4 minutes Okay, I was going to say long, five. Just however five. long it takes Make to, it to fill the tank.
1: Yeah. No, no I'm, I'm saying to leave the tank. Like sometimes you have to oh, go if you pay. You do walk away, or you have sometimes to go to the restroom. Some people pay with cash. Some people just have to take a quick leak. You know what I'm saying? Like five minutes. I think I think five the leeway is fair. five minutes. If you're not back within five minutes, they should tow these cars. Tow them. Make these people pay. do you that boot are them rude. up and
3: put those stickers you can't get off on the window.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. give them a little orange sticker right yeah, on the side. That, that you Shame need a razor them. Blade it's the scarlet shave it letter. Off. Yeah. It's a no. scarlet letter for those that that stay in the, the pump for more than five. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Uh, couple, a couple of uh, big rig people, 4187. Louisiana is a very strict state with left lane, but Brandon's big rig theory spot on. Apparently this is uh this is illegal in the city limits in Houston. 18-wheelers aren't allowed in the left lane in the city limits of Houston. I did that. not know that. I don't believe the 18-wheelers know this. I don't believe the 18-wheeler drivers know this. How many 18-wheelers you see in the left lane? Dre
3: at least knew that there were restrictions.
1: Well, Jay, Dre's he's buttoned up.
3: He's yeah. professional. Yeah.
1: He's, I bet you a lot of these 18-wheelers aren't... Uh, I, the drivers aren't aware of well, this.
3: Like I said, no one obeys any rules on the roads in Houston in terms of lanes and who can use and what to do. There's... And the road rage is also factored into that as well.
1: 6730 Highway 288 in Brazoria County. They will pull you over if you drive in the passing lane. That's my kind of county. Brazoria County, they get points. They get some Branham points. Mm. I wonder if there's any housing there in Brazoria County. That sounds like somewhere I want to live. I like that. All right. 713. Key from L.A. says, people who parked in the red in front of H-E-B. I, I'll,
3: I'll I'll say okay to that. I think the when it's biggest, crowded, the biggest pet peeve I've got is, in that regard is people that have the handicap tag on their rear view and then get out of the car and look to be more spry, athletic, and capable of parking anywhere but in the handicap spot.
0: Yeah,
2: I'm with you on that. I actually had this conversation not too long ago because I went, I think it was the H-E-B actually, and some sports car, whether it's like a Corvette C8, some really low to the ground, right, fast. And they parked in the handicap and came out. And I was like, what? You look like you go to the gym more than me, more than AC. more Like, I don't understand. How do you have this handicap? So that's even
3: worse, Josh. The fact is, is that there's a guy at our gym that's married with kids. And he's in the gym literally for like hours at a time. And then he takes his SUV and has the, has the handicap sticker and parks in the handicap. And then the family and they're all, and I'm going, so how does that work? I don't get it. I don't get it.
1: Yeah, you know the, you know the key to this? How do you avoid that? You don't go to the gym. Yeah. Overachievers trying to flex. 4187. Well, on the show before. 4187. I'm on the freeway now, and I see four big rigs in your left lane. There you go. Give them tickets. Start enforcing the rules. People on the Twitch are calling me uh, Karen which, hey, I'll wear it, Seven one three seven eight zero espn Would you sell the farm for Tyler Glass now? And would you give... Fromber Valdez and Aaron Noladil, 713-780-3776. Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. I like a good drink at the end of the day. Vodka, gin, bourbon, all in that rotation for me. I like a a good drink on my Thanksgiving, too. You get a little bourbon after you eat all that food. Ooh, baby, can't wait to do that tomorrow night. Gentle Ben Spirits does it better than anyone else. How? Their revolutionary Persado technology that eliminates impurities for the cleanest, smoothest spirits you will ever taste purification of Gentle Ben is unrivaled. You'll love what's not in Gentle Ben, which includes gluten. Yeah, no gluten in Gentle Ben, but Gentle Ben isn't going to brag about that one like some spirits will because all spirits are naturally gluten-free. Try a sip of bin Vodka, gin, straight bourbon, the cast-strength bourbon. Compare it to what you drink, and you will never go back. I've been a bin man, as you know, ever since I had that first sip. You get all the flavor, none of the burn. It is smooth. It's clean. Eliminates the burn. Enjoy your drink. Don't work through your drink. You can find some bin at Ben's Bar at the Toyota Center if you're going to a Rockets game. Look for it at the liquor store. Ask for it at your favorite restaurant, your favorite bar, or... Just head to gentlebin dot com. You can now order gentle bin straight from the website. Yeah, go to gentlebin.com. order your favorite Gentle ben. It is fantastic. Also, Gentle Ben Spirits makes the perfect holiday gift for friends, family, your best customers. We know they'll love what's not in our spirits, too. Celebrate with Gentle Ben this holiday season. And the way to do that, too, these Gentle ben gift boxes. You can get a Gentle Ben Family of Spirits gift box. It includes all four of the Gentle ben Spirits, the vodka, the gin, the bourbon, and the cast-strength bourbon. Head online, order that. Or you can get the Gentle Bin Vodka and Bourbon gift box, which includes two bottles of the vodka, two bottles of the bourbon. Uh, Head to GentleBin.com. Reserve yours today. Gentle Bin, the gift they'll open over and over.
0: ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Home of Odin Finch. Odin Finch. I'm Odin Finch. Welcome back, Houston. It's the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5.
1: He's Blank. I'm Branham. We'll get into the uh, the Astro off-season hot stove in just a bit. Uh, Josh asked a good question. Adrian says Brazoria County is technically Pearland, j uh, along with Manville, Rocheran. Okay. All right, I didn't really realize where Brazoria County was. I can live down there; That's fine by me. Uh, Josh asked a question during the uh, during the break. I said, "Let's talk about this on air." He said, "Who do you think would be the worst ESPN ninety seven five host at being a criminal?" I think uh, I think Granada would be good. Oh yeah, Granada be really good.
3: I think Beard's military would would help him to be yep. Intelligent about the going about See, of the crime and the aftermath.
1: He initially was like my first answer, but then I was like, "Yeah, he's got military background. He'd probably be all yeah. right." Uh, Granado's probably organizing the whole ring. I mean, he's the don. Like, yeah, no he, doubt. He's, oh, he's and he's he knows people. It. If you know what I mean. Lance maybe uh, might be in this equation. Paul, mm. uh, Paul, I don't think Paul would be a very good criminal. Paul's going to
3: try and outrun everybody.
1: Paul would not. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I think he would. Uh, I think he would stick out. And then I think he would talk about it. Oh, for sure I think he, he would talk for about sure it. Sure, he would. I think Michael Connor would be pretty good. I think I'd be really. What good. What about PC? Um, I don't know. He might be sneaky good. He's smart. He's calculated. He's cunning. I think he'd be pretty good actually. PC is cunning. I could see him being really good at like cyber crime. I could see him being really good at cyber just, crime. PC. I, I, I,
3: I'm going to go. Yeah, I don't think if it's like. PC going and robbing a bank or a convenience store and then the elusiveness to escape. Yeah. I'm not giving him that.
1: But I think that. Yes, that's why I said cyber.
3: Yeah. I I could see. I see your point on cybercrime.
1: The 4187 says Lance or Paul or Andrew. I, I think Andrew would be fine. Andrew's not really in this conversation because he's not a host, he's not a talent.
2: Um, Are we including Joe? Because he hosts the bullpen during no, the, during we could, the um, we week? We could include
3: Joe. Joe is the worst criminal without I, I, a doubt. Absolutely. Joe, you, you nailed it I without don't know. nailing
1: it. I think you're absolutely right. Joe's been stealing all these PTO days right in front of our faces.
3: Well, he kind of is the controller of the PTO days. I mean, days.
1: He's, I mean he's, he's open with this crime, and we're the only ones that have noticed it. I'm going to go. See, what Lance, say about us? Lance might, like, roll his ankle trying to run away. Oh, there's no doubt. To me, it's Lance or Paul. I'm going to go, Paul, because Lance has We're not identifying experience. the crime? You can't.
3: I mean, I'm just saying, because if you're going cybercrime on PC, he's, then we, he's got a shot to be successful.
1: I guess it would be like what crime they would be the best at.
3: I think that's a good one for everybody. I think because then you could start talking about
1: Granado's would be like a I, I, basically like Al Capone. Like he's Whitey Bulger, He's like organizing the crime. He's like stealing he's, these lottery winning tickets. Right, no, 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 right no. It's people. definitely
3: gambling related. And yeah. he's finding a way well, to they like all take did that, too. I'm saying he's finding a way to take advantage of the gamblers. And
1: what would Lance's top know. crime be? Mm. I don't know. Like slander, maybe because he writes up all these bad. Draft I was reports. say, I don't know. I don't know what his crime would be. How about Paul? I don't want to say Paul's. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't want to say why Paul's why optimal crime. Why
3: I thinking we're on the same page with it? And that's no, why no, I'm not we're all on the same yeah, page with Paul. I don't not. want to say his
1: optimal yeah. crime. Mm-hmm. Josh's optimal crime would be, I think, assault. I could see him losing his temper and assaulting somebody. I could see armed robbery. <laughs> He's like a little bit hard on times. He's down in his luck. His family a meal. A yeah, I could see that. Yeah, Connor had no I don't know Connor well enough to know what his optimal Connor's, crime Connor would, would
3: be. he looks like a unibomber when he came in with Ooh. all that with that, with that so hood on and the putting,
1: sunglasses and blankers, just put terrorism on Michael Connor.
3: That's not necessarily a terrorist, but it looks like he's the kind of guy that could blow stuff up. Blankers, the
1: Unabomber was a terrorist. I know. Well, okay, <laughs> and he also wore the hoodie and the sunglasses, and so we're you, talking about disguises. So, are you putting terrorism on Michael Connor or not? Because it sounds like you are.
3: I mean, that or a, I don't know, pyromaniac.
1: Okay, and then. uh I think cyber, cyber crime is PC's I think it's optimal PCs, crime. What yeah. would Joe's optimal crime be? I think theft for Joe.
3: Uh, I think staying up past his bedtime. That's <laughs> not a crime? Oh <laughs> Well, I mean, it depends on the state. I think Joe would drive in the fast lane with a big rig. It might too. be
1: a law of the misses. What would be your best crime? What would you be the best at? Mine's murder. There's no doubt about it.
3: You really think, eh, see, I don't think you have, I don't think, you, I don't,
1: I don't think you have the stones to murder someone. Oh, kidding me? I don't think so. I don't care about feelings. I can do that without batting an eye. I do care about feelings,
3: but I, I just don't believe that taking someone's life is something that
2: uh-huh.
1: what makes you think I haven't already. Okay.
2: Oh uh, cool. boy, I'm just saying if this was ever used against you in court for anything down the line.
1: No, well, Very risky of me to say this. Not, not very smart on my part. What would be your best crime, Josh?
2: Let's go with tax evasion. Oh, that's a good
1: call. That's how they got Capone. That's how they got Capone. I think that's actually a pretty
3: good. I think I'm going to go with. Um, Ooh. What do they call it? Internal. When you get inside trader information. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. Martha Stewart. Yeah. So you're
1: on the same level as Martha Stewart when it comes to criminal. history. Yeah. <laughs> Mickelson did the same thing. Phil Mickelson. Yeah, he did. You got insider trading. Yeah, he made, made a whole boatload of money on it, SEC. too. Uh, Honey Glaze Branham said something that I'm not going to read. Mm. Uh, there was a radio host. Well, he wasn't a radio host. He was a media guy. In Houston, that got busted for what Honey Glaze Branham mentioned. Oh, I know who you're talking about. that writer.
3: Is, uh, wasn't he uh, an expert on the Texans?
1: No. No. I think he was the guy that actually got kicked out of the Astros locker room by Lance McCullers. And then he, he's the one who outed Garrett Cole for the... I forget his name. For the hat? I don't yeah, know. I don't, was, I don't remember who I forget his, Yeah, he's in prison. There was another guy. At, uh, wasn't there a guy at iHeart that, like, off somebody? Really? I think so. I think he was a producer. Really? Yeah, like a few years ago. All right, enough criminal stuff for today. Thanksgiving's tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I hope you enjoy your holiday. Was it a Chronicle person? <laughs> chronicle person was the first one I was talking about. Okay. For the crime that Honey Glaze Branham said that I don't want to talk about. Um, the the iHeart one was, um, I can't remember that crime. I think I think he might have killed somebody, actually. I think he actually did. And they, like, they kind of glossed over it, didn't really talk about it. I huh. think so. I think you can probably Google it. Okay. Uh, moving on, uh, should should the Astros trade the farm for Tyler Glass now? Uh, what a segue that was. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. It's very well known. Like you have all these reporters that are saying Tyler Glass now is going to get traded. Uh, you've had all the talking heads. Tyler Glass now. This is. I mean, this is no surprise. This is what the Rays do. Mm-hmm. They trade players before they walk away in free agency. They get a return on their investment before they leave for free. Would you sell the farm, Tyler Glassnow? One year left on his deal. Would you sell the farm for Tyler Glassnow?
3: No, I wouldn't sell the farm for him because he's damaged goods, and he's he's got so he's got uh, health concerns in his background. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, you know, with only one year left, it's hard to sell the farm for a guy. Um, you know, whether the Astros, he was tipping pitches or whatever, he he's had issues there as well.
1: Look, I, I think that was a one-off, though. I think,
3: I think he can be a, good, a really good pitcher in the in the league still, but I'm not going to sell the farm for a guy with, with those kind of red flags for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's, he's been really good in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't pitch. He I mean, pitched 21 games last year, but had some health stuff. The year before that, he only pitched in two, so health stuff there. But I also think that's why the price wouldn't be that extreme for a Tyler Glass. Well, I agree. So, that's,
3: why, you know, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to sell the farm, you're not going to sell for a farm guy in the last year.
1: The, uh, I don't love this site, but this site like puts together a trade value. Jacob Melton, Bryce Matthews, Spencer Arigetti for Tyler Glassnow.
3: Jacob Melton, Spencer Arigetti,
1: and who? Bryce Matthews. He was the first-rounder. Yeah. Uh, well, he was playing at Arkansas, but he went to Atascosita High School. Uh, I, could, I could do that. Okay, there
3: you go. I could do that simply because of the fact that, look, there's two scenarios right now for this team, especially over the next two years. And that is, are you going to maintain? I heard PC mention this uh, this morning. Are you going to continue to be in complete go-for-it mode and not worry about rebuilding for the rebuild with stocking up young talent and restocking the farm system, or are you going to already kind of turn the page and go, I'm done, you know, making trades that deplete my farm system. I'm going to continue. I'm going to start to grow it more for Dana Brown, but I'm still going to be competitive, just not in go for it mode. And I think going for a glass now tells everybody you're still in go for it mode, and I like that.
1: Yeah, I don't think that I would do this trade because I, 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 it's a rental. The Astros system is not in good shape. I think Aragetti's a big league pitcher as soon as next season. Melton might be your starting left fielder by summer. Yep. He might be your starting left fielder by summer. Bryce Matthews, too too early to tell what he's going to be as a prospect, but was your you know he's your first-round pick. Yep. Uh, is he somebody that eventually starts for you for one year of Tyler Glass now who has some issues? I'd be tempted. I probably lean no on this. 713-780-3776. Do you make that trade? Let's get to the Fromber-Aaron Nola conversation because mm-hmm. there's a lot of similarities between Aaron Nola and Fromber-Valdez. Aaron Nola just got paid $172 million over seven years. They're the same age. They're both 30 years old. Would you give Fromber-Valdez, Right now, a $172 million deal over seven years. 713 780 3776. Killer bees on ESPN 975 and ESPN 925. My colleague, Go Cougs, U of H class of 1990s, has been protecting the interests of businesses for nearly 25 years, almost three decades now. Uh, HRMP provides comprehensive human capital management services, including HR compliance, benefits administration, and payroll. HRMP will also work with you to customize a plan for whatever you need. There's nothing cookie cutter about HRMP. If you need a little help, a lot of help, Anything in between, HRMP will create a plan for what you and your business needs. Also, their customer service is second to none. You'll never talk to a stranger on the other side of the line. You'll be calling someone that's familiar with you, familiar with your company. I can speak to that customer service. We use HRMP here at Gal Media. And anytime I have a question, I usually email, don't call. Always get a quick response, easy to understand. Very thankful uh, for HRP. Let HRP take on the demands of human resources, eliminate your HR burden so you can get back to growing your business. Give them a call at 281 880 6525. Let HRP customize a plan for you. 281 880 6525. Or check them out at hrp.net. That's hrp.net.
0: All teams covered. No stalking points necessary. You're back with the Killer Bees on 97.5 and 92.5 live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios.
1: Um, He's blank on Branham. 8693. Didn't Matthews play at Nebraska? Yeah, that's my bad. He he committed to Arkansas, but never. He actually flipped and played his whole collegiate career in Nebraska. I went to Atascocita, though. Atascocita, hotbed for talent. They've been producing tons of talent. Um, Aaron Nola. Very similar. I guess tier of player, caliber of player uh, that Fromber Valdez is. In fact, you can make the case Fromber's better. Uh, Aaron Nola, thirty years old, going to be thirty one next year. He's coming off a year we had a four forty six ERA. He's had a career three seventy two ERA. He's been a top seven Cy Young finisher three times. He did it in two thousand eighteen. He did it in 2020, COVID year. He did it in 2022. A one time All-Star. Fromber Valdez is going to be 30 next year. So Fromber's actually a little bit younger than Aaron Nola. You look at Fromber's career array, 340 versus Nola's 372. Fromber last year, 345 versus Aaron Nola's four forty six. We mentioned Nola's a one time All-Star. Fromber's a two time All-Star. Fromber has one top seven Cy Young finish, but he has a ninth and he has an eleventh. As well, so very similar. Again, you can make the case Frommer's better than Arrenola, but similar, same tier of pitcher. Aaron Nola recently, a couple weeks ago, signed a 172 million dollar deal for seven years, which might even be a little bit hometown discounty. Like I think if he just test-free agency, I think he gets more than 172 over seven years. If you're Dana Brown, if you're the Houston Astros, would you right now, this second, because it averages to under $25 million per year, it's 24 and a half AAV. If you had to make the decision right now, would you give Fromber 172 mil for seven years? Yes, I would.
3: Yes, I would. I would do it right now, and I would do it because of the fact that the prices are only going up, and you're already in a situation where you're paying McCullers to be a less than half of the time starter for you, but it shows you the value of good starting pitching. And when you look at his stuff and the fact that I really believe that there was just a lot, he had a tired arm. I think that a lot was that he'd been throwing a lot over the last several years. I think this time off is going to do him good. I think that, you know, whatever the shortcomings were the second half of the season into the playoffs, I think he's going to, he's going to fix them. His stuff is too good for him not to, and I think that his stuff is going to translate because of how good his breaking pitches are and, and, and the strikeout rate that he can get to. Uh, I think that he is more than worthy, and it's not the same kind of savings of, of saying the, the, the steal of a deal that you got on Jordan. But I think that if you lock up Fromber for the next seven years, that means you got Javier and Fromber locked up and you're getting him at less than 25 mil a year. I think that's a bargain for the Astros.
1: I don't like the length here. The Uh, the seven's a lot because now you're paying Frombert when he's 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36. So you're paying him all the way until his his age 36 year into his mid-30s. Fromber also has kind of blow-up tendencies, right? Like, he's kind of been known to be a little bit uh, fragile when it comes to the mind. Yeah. Uh, the AAV's cool. Like, the AAV, $25 million a year, I'm fine with. I'd be happy to give him—now, he would never do this. I'd be happy to give him four years of 25 per. I'd be happy with a hundred million dollar four four-year deal right now. Fromber would never do that. Mm. Uh, the seven years is probably too much for me. I don't like paying players into their mid-30s. I don't like paying players into their late 30s. Um, I'm probably out on this type of deal. But from an AAV standpoint, it is less than what I think Fromber would get on the open market. So
3: take it to the, t- take it to the next step, though, because I, I think we're in agreement on the AAV. But when you look at it and say he's not a guy that's a dominating fastball pitcher, he's not a guy that's going to try and blow everybody away. Yeah. So his stuff can translate better as he gets older because he's more of a pitcher already. You're right. The mental aspect is something that you know is already, uh, has always bothered me. I don't
1: think anybody gets better. For, on average, when they get older. Now, I think that they can transition no, no, no. into their the older stuff, years better. The stuff transitions better. That's yeah, what I, I meant to yeah, say. They're not, you know? yeah.
3: His breaking pitches are still going to be his breaking pitches. I think that they're still going to be elusively tough to hit. He's not trying to blow you away with fastballs a letter high that you can't get to. Uh, I think that because of that, the stuff's going to translate as he gets older, more like a Kershaw where you can reinvent yourself, but your breaking pitches and and the way that you pitch is more of your effectiveness than it is your fastball that's overpowering. So I think that there's logic to that. And also the fact that you know that he's not going to settle for $100 million for four years. No, I don't think so either. And you know that whether, whether it's a hometown discount or not. But if maybe part of the hometown discount is we're going to tack on a year or two to that deal. But it keeps you locked up and in the fold for a team that's right in the middle still of, of continuing to be competitive year after year. And he's proven he's been one of the best pitchers in the American League over, over the
1: last couple of years. I'm fine with that. This is probably the gap. Like I think we just probably defined the gap of where the Astros are at with Fromber and what Fromber wants his contract to be. King of Twitches, get Fromber 100 and call it a day. He won't do that. Uh, Dre says uh, I don't see Fromber holding up long term. I-, I tend to agree where he does seem to have the stuff where he is better suited uh, to, to kind of be similar to who he is now because it's more movement mm-hmm. than it is like straight velo. He throws very hard, but I actually think he's better when he throws a couple miles per hour less because he gets more movement on his pitches. So uh, I I agree with you on that front. He says keep, uh, keep give give Fromber four years. I think this is probably the gap. I think Dana Brown this offseason right now would absolutely give Fromber Valdez I would even say a five year deal at one hundred and twenty five. Five one twenty five I don't think he takes, but I think that I would be more than happy to do that. I think that's where Dana six at. is the six is
3: gonna be the, the line in the sand. I
1: think Dana's probably at one twenty five for five and I think I think Fromber is probably at one hundred and seventy five for seven. And maybe even right. more than that, but so a minimum you, of that for Fromber.
3: Would you do a little bit more money to get it to a six year deal?
1: Uh, So you're now you're looking at 180 over six, giving them $30 million a year. That's still too much. I, I don't like the 6 I don't know that I'd go
3: completely to 180. I would say, would you do an average of, say, 27, 28 a year for, say, six years?
1: Um, Probably not. I don't like the six-year. Okay. I don't like the six-year, too. I mean, if he continues to be
3: at least close to what he's been, and he, he, he can maintain the consistency, and I understand that's an if for a lot of people, I would give him the six years and I would give him 25 or a little bit more, knowing that top of the line pitchers with each passing year, the value is going to go up and up and up to where I think you're going to, you could see it. Yeah. If he breaks down like Dre's point, sure, it's an issue. Obviously, with anybody, it is. But when you start thinking about it, because I believe his stuff translates, I think that if he continues to be somewhat consistent where he's been and you're paying him around 25 a year. In those last three years, I don't think it's going to hurt you as much because I think salaries are going to be grossly inflated from where they are now.
1: That's a good point. Like, the inflation of salaries going forward. Um, I don't like having a guy on the books at 35, I, I don't think Jim Crane does especially either. Especially when you're far away from it. Like, it's different having Verley under the books for two years, cause it's a short-term deal. Mm-hmm. But you start to say, okay, seven years, Fromber regressed a little bit this past season. Was it pitch clock? Was he in his own head after the All-Star game? Like, there's some uncertainties there. There's some concern there. Uh, but I do think that's the gap. I, I think that's the gap between where Fromber probably wants and what the Houston Astros probably want. Uh, ESPN today, seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six on where you stand with that. Uh, 3667, Frombers on the downswing of his career you never know what you're going to get don't break the bank Uh, i it's hard to predict on a case-by-case basis usually you start to see players fade away Uh, their peaks usually their late 20s and then they start to pay play post-peak into their 30s Uh, that's why i don't love giving huge contracts to players that are in their 30s a couple of other texts on this uh, 7310 six-year team option that's cool but he's got to say that too Uh, phone Brian, says give him a fifth-year player option, then do a 60-team or option. I don't really know what that means. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. ESPN ESPN also, they they put together uh, one, like, free agents for every team. Every team around baseball, free agents that they should be interested in. They mentioned two for the Astros. Would you be interested in these? I'll start with the offensive player first. Mitch Garver on a three-year $37.5 million deal. 3-37,
3: Three and thirty-seven, thirteen and thirteen plus a year. Yeah, I,
1: but I guess twelve, somewhere between twelve
3: and thirteen. I, I could entertain that.
1: I think it's too much for the backup catcher, and I know that you would have ideas to bat. DH with him. Yeah, he probably he probably get some DH ability too. I don't really want a guy where I'm like pigeonholing him into a bunch of DH at-bats because I want Jordan Alvarez to be the DH. Also, I think that Garver and Yiner are both offensive-minded catchers to where I think you need a defensive-minded catcher backing up Yiner Diaz. So I'm probably out on Garver. You're in on Garver. Hive, what do you think? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. The second one's Yariel Rodriguez, the Cuban import, who I think was pitching in Japan last year on a four-year, $30 million deal. So this is just probably seven and a quarter a year, roughly. Uh, Would that be something that intrigued you? Don't know enough about him, per se. So, I don't know. Starter, reliever? Um, He was a reliever this past season in Japan, but they say he has the arsenal where he could start. So, he's probably fringy. He's probably a fringe reliever. Maybe he can be like built up to be a starter. They think he has the arsenal to start. From what I've read on him, his stuff seems good, and he has more than two pitches. So, I think he is capable of being a starter, I think this is kind of the the outside-the-box, you-have-to-figure-out-a-way-to-be-creative move that Dana Brown's kind of referring to, to where you have this... Like it's kind of low risk. I mean, four years, thirty million is nothing to sneeze at, but it's also not twenty five million dollars a year. This is kind of one of those, hey, let's let's sign this guy where we know his floor is he's our middle reliever. His floor is he's our sixth, seventh inning guy. His ceiling is maybe he turns into a number three starter in major league baseball. Is
3: this like the creative way of getting to what Heyman said about and some of these guys said about or uh, the Astros kicking the tires on a starting pitcher. Could is, be. This, is this an option for the back end of your rotation, depending on what you do and don't do with trade bait for either an Irkiti or a JP France, or even if, if Hunter Brown is going to get you something bigger and better, is this a very affordable option for you in two different places, whether it be in the bullpen or, ideally, a guy that could be your three uh, ceiling, a three-starter? Yeah, maybe. A, a, and maybe, like you said, floor, a relief pitcher.
1: This is what intrigues
3: me. The salary's right.
1: If if they if they if this came out today that they signed this Rodriguez guy to a four year thirty million dollar deal, I would be I would be happy with it. I would be very intrigued by the possibility of Rodriguez. So that's one that interests me. Garver he's too much like Yiner in the sense that he's an offensive bat. And I really don't want to lock up a guy who's going to get a bunch of DH opportunities when you have Yordan. And I want Yordan to be primarily the DH. 713 uh, 780 Lots of bad takes. We usually do this on Thursday, but Thanksgiving tomorrow, obviously, we're going to be gone. So we're going to move it up to today. Bad take Boulevard. Who makes the list this week? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN seven five, ESPN two five.
3: Hey, before we go to the break, tell you about the good people at My Bookie. I've been telling you about My Bookie. Right now, they're doing at a 110% match on your deposit Thanksgiving week only. You got to remember the promo code BET975. You put $100 in, they put 110 on top of it. 210 in your account, more money in your account, more games you can bet on, more chances you can win. It's only for this week, and it's only by using our promo code BET975. So get on it and get to it right now at mybookie.ag. It's the place I always tell you to go, because at mybookie.ag, they take care of you all the time. Been in business for over a decade, ain't going anywhere. That means neither is your money. It's safe and secure. When you put it in, it stays there. When you want to take it out, you can get it. They always take care of their customers. They've got live dealers standing by to do poker games like blackjack and, and, and poker. You've got, so live casino dealers is one benefit. Two, they got the, the all different ways you can get crazy odds. Three, they got the the in-games and the parlays and all the things that you want out of a great bookie. And then they take care of you things like this. They're always giving you chances to put more money in your account and have more money to play with. This is just the latest. This Thanksgiving week, 110% match bonuses going on at MyBookie. All you got to do is go to MyBookie.ag, put in that promo code BET975. Almost instantly, you're going to see the extra money in your account, and you know what to do with it. It's why I always tell you there's only one place to go, to bet anything, anytime, anywhere. With the only place I tell you to do it, MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code BET975.
0: ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Sweet Sassy molassie.
1: Penguin goalie Peter Scudra says, Hey, try not to shoot that puck up my pooper. I'll shoot the puck anywhere I want. And if that happens to be in your pooper, so be it.
0: So many bad takes on sports. What do you do with all of them? Only there is something in your head to control the things you say. Well, the killer bees use them to build an actual street where they can get run over. For all eternity. What's that street? Bad Take Boulevard.
1: He's blank. I'm Branham. It's time for Bad Take Boulevard on a Wednesday. Moving it up a day because there were so many bad takes. We couldn't hold off. This one made ESPN headlines today, blankers. Okay. <laughs> Jim Ursay, who... Oh, yeah. We know that Irsay's a wild man. He spent hours in the Josh McDaniels bathroom. That's why... Mrs. McDaniels told her husband, Josh McDaniels, please don't take this job. Your boss is crazy. Uh, Jim Ursay said that his 2014 arrest when he had DUI was because he was a victim of prejudice because he's rich and white. He said, I'm prejudiced against because I'm rich. White billionaire. Ursay told Andrea Kramer of Real Sports with Brian Brian Gumbel. He said if I'm just the average guy down the block they're not pulling me in. Of course not. Jim Ursay, a victim of prejudice because he's rich and white.
3: Again, Jim should just shut up. <laughs> like, Jim could have taken it one step further with the guy he was referring to that's the average guy down the street. Thankfully, he didn't. But maybe for Colts fans, maybe he should have because then they could have actually tried to do something to get Jim away from the Colts and out of the league. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> I mean, dude, dude's const- he's like the, He's like the completely
1: out-of-control Jerry Jones. Yeah, he's like uh, Jerry Jones's evil brother, and Jerry Jones is already pretty evil. This is, uh, I've never heard this one before. I've never heard of somebody being a victim of prejudice because he's rich and white. This, it's, uh, that's a new one for me, but it doesn't shock me with Jim Irsay. Uh Rashad McCants, that name ring yeah. a bell? Yeah. North Carolina, right? North Carolina, yeah. North Carolina for yeah. Rashad McCants. Had a lot
3: of talent. The Rockets brought him in at one point, and he just all of a sudden decided, like, I don't like it. I'm not going to go. I'm not playing. I'm not feeling it. And a lot of people thought he was really good. I remember a
1: really good college career. Yes. Memory serves. Uh, He said the, I forget what podcast he was on, but he said the real hoopsters know that Kevin Durant is going to go down as a better basketball player than LeBron at the end of the road. I think this is a bad take. Maybe some others won't think it's a bad take. Look, I think I think when you just look
3: at it, And obviously LeBron is going to do some things with the numbers that he puts up that people are just going to easily point to and go, he's the greatest of all time because he's the all-time league scorer and you don't factor everything in. But when you think about Kevin Durant as a seven-footer and the fluidity in which he plays the game and the versatility that he has because he can put you in the post, he can shoot it from the three, he can shoot it from the mid-range, he can do so many different things. And he doesn't do it just based on bully ball with physicality and, and or this high jumping ability. His skill level is off the charts. I think it's a discussion worth having by the end of their careers to say all the different accomplishments. But I don't know that I'd like to know who all these hoopers are yeah. that suddenly think that Kevin Durant is better overall than LeBron James. I think there are, there's a lot of similarities and a lot of the way the guys have tried to join super teams and other things on top of it. But you can't argue with all that LeBron has done.
1: I think LeBron's tier, you're arguing if he's top top. One.
3: Yeah, it's him and Jordan. Or,
1: or top three. Like, meh,
3: I mean, I'll hear Jabbar in the conversation. I'll throw, or I'll, throw, I'll
1: throw Wilt into the mix.
3: I never saw him play, Some but I'll throw I'm, Bill but, Russell in. Yeah, which I mean, think is silly. But I think that was a different era with a lot less size in the game. But look, I think it depends on the criteria too, because it's not just all like
1: scoring. Uh huh. Because Kobe's got a, a, a more rings than LeBron. Yeah, and KD. See, whenever. Whenever you talk about LeBron, it's either top one conversation or top three conversation at worst. When you're talking Kevin Durant, I think it's a top ten conversation. So I would agree with that. This is uh I, I this is a bad tag by, by Rashad McKinney. Like, And
3: I, I literally I would call him onto the carpet and say, What real hoopers I
1: mean, that's the weird part
3: are gonna tell you that. Because I don't think he can name real hoopers that are really respected for an opinion
1: that strong. I guess Rashad McCann thinks he's a real hoopster.
2: I think there's a thing in, at least my generation, where we discuss the difference between playing basketball and hooping. And for some reason, Kevin Durant is viewed as, oh, he's the Hooper's Hooper, right? Meaning that he could go to any park in America or wherever in the world and just translate because he's a bucket getter. I don't know if that's what he's necessarily referring to, like, oh, Kevin Durant, everyone knows that he's a... Better bucket getter than LeBron, but like the basketball, better
3: bucket getter though. See, I'll say this: he's a better shooter. He's a better pure shooter than LeBron.
1: LeBron scored more points than anybody in history. How can we say somebody's a better bucket getter than the guy who has more points than anybody who's ever existed on the earth?
3: Yeah, I think when you start looking at all the aspects of shooting, uh, I, I think that. I would say that Durant's a better overall shooter. I would
1: completely agree.
3: But bucket getter, LeBron can go physical and go get it and, and walk you right down in the paint. And he's got the the size and athleticism to do that. He can do that. He can jump over you and alley oop it and still throw it through. Uh, he can shoot the three. He can get you on the mid range. He can create his own. I don't know. Bucket getter is is even close to a conversation. I think both can get their buckets. I think you can break it down, scrutinize who's a better shooter.
1: Jim Irsay... um uh went on a tirade this morning, I guess because of all the attention he's going to get, or he is getting. First take, you're going to get sued because there was no alcohol, no illegal drugs. $29,000 is low for me to be carrying. Uh, 2014 arrest, I was giving away $2,000, $10,000 to the homeless and needed on the street all the time and passed it on, making the world better. Heart emoji. Uh, Another tweet, my grandparents came across Ellis Island with just the shirt on their backs, penniless and escaping Jewish concentration camps. I grew up in a horrible home where both my brother and sister Died in a car crash in '71. A crying emoji. I worked my, I worked for my living. Slash bought 30% of the Colts. Bank loan. Football emoji. And on first take, the woman that preceded Stephen A. How dare you pretend to know me? I don't know your name, and I don't care to. Red angry emoji. If my black mother Dory, Dorothy was still alive, you'd be in some big hot water! Exclamation point. You're a mean and ugly upsound, upside down smiley face. You're a nothing burger. Sad face, emoji. Jimmy Murphy's <laughs> rocker. You know how him you his know meds. when you
3: do like when the political debates and things happen, and then they have the political fact checker for the network that goes and checks up. I need a political fact checker to start fact checking all these things that Earth just spewed out of his Twitter account.
1: That's a lot of a lot of nothing there. Uh, Brian Walsh, you probably don't know this name. He's a murderer. Uh, we talked a lot about crime today. Mm-hmm. He killed his wife. Not good. I, I don't suggest so small, anybody do that. It's a bad thing to this do. It's
3: Joe's fault because he want, he started all this by accusing an airline pilot True. of attempted murder. murder.
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't recommend killing your wife. Uh, Brian Walsh killed his wife. And here are the Google searches he made in the early morning before and after killing his wife. There's a few of these. He Googled how long before a body, uh, body starts to smell. Okay, not a smart criminal here. How to stop a body from decomposing. How to bound a body. 10 ways to dispose of a body if you really need to. How long for someone to be missing to inherit? I guess his wife had a little bit of money. Mm. Uh, Can you throw away body parts? How long does DNA last? Can identification be made on partial remains? Dismemberment and best ways to dispose of a body. How to clean body from a wooden floor. What happens when you put body parts in ammonia? And is it better to throw crime scene clothes away or wash them? He Googled every single one of these things near the time before or after he was alleged. I mean, I guess we we know alleged to to have uh, killed his wife. Could you be so dumb? This is like the worst bad take Boulevard that's ever existed. And when we we were talking
3: about which on air host, look, I mean, none of none of the on air hosts here are dumb enough to go and do the kind of Google searches and then not even know why don't you google how to like completely scrub your computer from google searches
1: after you do all those things you dumbass? yeah that was uh <laughs> I, i'm i we've joked a little bit about crimes today i think i'd be a good criminal i'd be better than brian walsh yeah i'd be i wouldn't google these things
2: i don't know on if that's my saying
1: much, com- though. it's not saying my much.
3: four-year-old daughter would be better than him yeah how do
1: you google that stuff it's it's ridiculous, yeah, but, and then not know how to get rid of it. Get rid of the body, scrub, or no, <laughs> just Scrub the surgeon. I don't think that would help. I don't think, like, I don't know enough about, like, I mean, poor marine can probably. You're tell probably us. right that like poor like marine still, would be the
3: guy that could tell you how to. Is it even with, that with scrubbing your, your your IP address? and yeah. something about how you can go delve into it to that low. Yeah, I don't that know. that deepness, or can you just destroy the entire machine?
1: And See, yeah, maybe maybe if you do wipe the entire machine yeah. or phone, maybe it does erase all that. Because, like, you can always get the ding on your phone that bounces off the towers and stuff right, like that. Right. Uh, but I don't know if it would know exactly what you're searching. So I wonder if now you, you bring were to up a good point. your computer it, Especially if it's phone. an
3: iPhone and all the things are connected then through yeah. cell phone records, can you, can, can you get the Google searches, even right. if you did it on, like, a Like, in a, the cloud, pull up a your desktop Google searches computer. for
1: detectives. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Paul Marine would probably be able to answer that question. Uh, but Brian Walsh, shame on you for killing your wife, and then shame on you for being an idiot in the process. You land on Bad Take Boulevard. All right, tomorrow is Thanksgiving, as we all know. Let's look at this from a Houston sports perspective. Houston sports perspective, what do we have to be thankful for? in Houston sports. 713-780-3776. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Something that I'm thankful for is Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage. They have the best Tex-Mex in Houston. The best fajitas. Mm. Enchiladas to die for. Mm. And margaritas that hit just right. I love margaritas. Happy hour, seven days a week. Weekend brunch deals that will blow you away. Also, it's a perfect game day spot. Big screen TVs, games you want to watch. It doesn't get any better than tex Tex-Mex Margaritas and sports. Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage, the place to be. Also, take advantage of their in-house game day jumbo margaritas. You can get a jumbo margarita on game days for only $8. Texans game days. You also get $1 off draft beer. Or, if you want to take the party home, that's cool. Order the Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage Fiesta Packs and Margaritas to go. It's a great time. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. Holiday parties available for booking now. Learn more at TexMexGarage.com. They have gift card specials right now because it's the holiday season. If you purchase a $50 gift card, you get a free $10 gift card. Purchase a $100 gift card, get a free $20 uh, gift card. Stop by Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage, Houston Garden, Oaks, Oak Forest, West 34th Street. Free ice cream for the kids. It's pet friendly. That's outstanding. Also, tomorrow, or Friday, I should say, Friday is their Black Friday brunch. You're going to eat good tomorrow. Stop by Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage on Friday, their Black Friday brunch, uh, mimosa brunch until 3 p.m. It's fantastic. It is good. Take advantage of those mimosas. It's fantastic. Also, your wives, your girlfriends are probably going to go shopping on Black Friday. Take advantage of the Black Friday happy hour while they shop or after they shop. 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Black Friday happy hour at Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage. Go. It'll be fantastic. Black Friday specials at Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage. Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage. Tex-Mex from scratch.
0: ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. We control the spice. The worm
1: is the spice. The spice is the worm.